The podcast this week is brought to you by DoorCountyTickets.com. Door County Tickets is an online ticket portal dedicated exclusively to Door County events like the Door County Beer Festival, the Peninsula Century Spring and Autumn Classics, and musical acts throughout the entire county. For more information, visit DoorCountyTickets.com. Welcome to the Door County Pulse podcast, where each week we'll talk with the writers and editors of the Peninsula Pulse about the stories you'll find in this week's issue. I'm Andrew Clyden, and I'm joined today by Miles Danhausen, writer and editor for the Peninsula Pulse. How's it going, Miles? It's going good, Andrew. So why don't we jump right in and talk about the last weekend? What did, what were you doing? I was getting soaked. Um, we were putting together the Door County Beer Festival and the Peninsula Century Spring Classic Bike Ride. We do both of those out of Bailey's Harbor. And we got rained on a lot. Yeah, and a lot is kind of an understatement. So from my perspective, I was driving up to Egg Harbor from Sturgeon Bay. And I, from my perspective, in Sturgeon Bay, it was kind of dark, kind of drizzly. But then going through Carlsville, just complete, like, you couldn't see anything. No visibility. Uh, cars, probably 40 to 50 cars pulled over to the side of the road with their hazards on. It was like... Wow. Yeah, to, to say that we had a storm would be an understatement. Yeah, we sent the riders out at 7 o'clock, our century riders, and it looked like the weather, we had we had caught a break. It looked pretty clean. It looked like we were going to get some storms, hit the northern part of the county and maybe dissipate or blow over. We thought, oh, we might have a little delay on the north side. And even as of 8.45, when we were sending out the 25-mile riders, it all still looked pretty good. Maybe they were starting to get some storms in Ephraim. Again, still thought they were going to blow over. The radar just kept lying to us. And uh, pretty soon it looked like instead of blowing over and through the peninsula, they started to sink down the peninsula and hit Ephraim, then creeped into Bailey's Harbor. Then we had some pretty severe lightning. So in addition to getting wet with the lightning, we had to clear out the tents. So for the beer festival, that meant taking a thousand people and clearing them out of the, the tasting tents right as we were right after we let them all in. And uh, people were very understanding. They dispersed to the Door County Brewing Company, to the Cornerstone, um, down the street to other restaurants and bars in, in Bailey's Harbor. Finally got them back in at 1245, but at that point, tons of water puddling on the grounds. But everyone was in a, in a good mood once they got back inside the tent. And once the riders came back, we had a lot of riders come back who did, say, 30 of their 62 miles or 50 of their 100 miles and said that when they were out there on the roads, it wasn't so much just being rained on or being windy or even the lightning that they were afraid of. They just couldn't see when so much rain was hitting their sunglasses and it just wasn't safe. Well, invisibility in Bailey's Harbor is a big thing anyway because you have that fog that comes in off of the water. Yep. Yeah, the fog rolls in here really harsh. I mean, you can... We sit here in our office and in, in the Peninsula Pulse offices overlooking the water and it can be totally clear one second and 15 minutes later you can't see the, the trees across the harbor that you were just staring at clear as day. So we actually, for those riders, we, we canceled the ride at about 11 o'clock and started sending our drivers around to pick up bicyclists and brought dozens and dozens of bicyclists back to Bailey's Harbor Got them, got them to safety. We were able to open up some places. I think the E from Fire Station opened up for us to get some people inside once the storms got pretty bad. Um, so it was a long day of carting people a ride, but it was really great. The participants were were all in a great mood once they got back and once they got dry and, and had some good food. So 
it was it ended up being a fun day all around but man it was i've done 50 some events now between the the door county half marathon our bike rides the beer festival that's the worst weather situation we've encountered well and i don't think it can be understated uh you've got two major events going on at the same time outdoor events the beer festival and the peninsula century uh to have them shucken up so much by by weather is is a big deal but more importantly the way that the pacers team handled everything this weekend i think can be applauded yeah well the pacers team but especially the volunteers um we work with dozens and dozens of volunteers at our aid stations who are out there getting soaked too and they hung around to get the message out to riders and in some cases opening their own doors and helping people get shelter and, and be safe so um yeah it was really great to see how, how people in door county respond to a situation like that and luckily at the end of the day everyone back home safe and dry mm-hmm. and and it seems like even though the events may have been hampered in some way or another everybody walked away with a good experience overall i hope so i hope so and i and i think they did um you know we had to we didn't get quite as much as long of a, a festival for the beer fest which um we went through the same amount of beer so i don't think we needed extra time but uh i, I would have loved to just keep it open longer but there's you know you have to do an event like that you have 60 to 100 people whose schedules you're relying on our food vendors our beer pourers our distributors the brewery the brewers themselves um and they all have a schedule so you can't just automatically keep them around a couple extra hours plus all of your volunteers but i think everyone had a great time at the other day we had talked a couple weeks ago about a, an inv- uh, informational meeting that Lyft was sponsoring at Husby's. Uh, there's been some updates in the past couple weeks about how Lyft is being integrated in Door County. Can you talk a little bit about that? Yes. Uh, Louise Housen up uh, at Sister Bay, the community coordinator up there, she's been really pushing this. She is, um, she's taken this bone and is shaking it all over. She was driving at the beer festival um, personally going around giving people rides around the county and getting people home safe and getting people to the festival and has been a huge proponent to get some of these ride sharing um, services really going up here. And they're bringing in some drivers from Green Bay. Lyft itself sent out a special blast to all of their drivers in the area to encourage them to make themselves available during beer festival. And you're starting to see it. People are seeing Uber and Lyft sign vehicles driving around Door County. Hopefully it's making people more aware and and thinking that they can even turn on the app up here. Well, we've heard a lot of people asking about Lyft and ride sharing services up here. It seems like some business owners are, here, are getting that question every single day. So in terms of need, I think that we have it. Um, I know that I logged into the app today just to kind of see what was going on. And there were at least two vehicles in the area that I could call on right now. Uh, and like you said, there's there's plenty of drivers in Green Bay who are then being summoned on these special like festival weekends when there's going to be a, a greater need for it. Um, one of the things that we had talked about before is this kind of like driver feeling of responsibility. When you drop somebody off, you want to be available to pick them back up, especially if you're dropping them off at a bar or a restaurant where there's drinking or a yes. festival like beer fest or something like that. Um, when you've got a, a driver coming from Green Bay in the morning and spending all day here, eventually they're going to have to go home. So it's that combination of getting people to come up here for the weekends, but then also hiring drivers up here that are that are in the county full time. Yeah. And, and I'm really hoping this takes off because this has been a struggle in Door County for as long as I, you know, I was in the bar business 20 years ago. And it was a, a problem we grappled with back then is getting people safe and 
you know, having somebody watch your bar while you drove someone home or took their keys from somebody. And it's something you just don't think about in the city. And having spent six years in Chicago where you will spend 20 or $30 just to go eight blocks and not even bat an eye at it. I think that to locals that might seem absurd, but to tourists, they're, they don't, they're not going to think that much about spending that money. So we, we need to get those drivers out on the road and available and get people in the habit of looking for it and, and turning it on as drivers. Um, and I think what, uh, what I've been told is they need roughly 30 drivers signed up in Door County to really make it start to work to the point where you'd have two or three or four drivers available all the time in Northern Door County. And I think the last I spoke to them, there were around 15 to 20 drivers signed up. So if anyone out there is interested in driving Lyft, there's been a lot of push for it right now. And some of the restaurants are even offering some incentives for people to sign up. You know, it can't be overstated how important it is for, you know, drinking and getting people home safe. But I mean, I've even had experiences with some of the local ride sharing and the taxis up here where me and my wife shared a vehicle for a couple of months. And then there were days where I couldn't get home unless I had called like the door to door service in Sturgeon Bay. Um, And those guys are really great about, you know, you give them enough time and they can make it up here. But to be able to just open my phone and go, okay, I need to go here and just click and order it and it's done rather than calling a day in advance to schedule things. I think that that's really important. So there, there's a myriad of different reasons why you why a Lyft service or an Uber or ride sharing would work really well up here. Um, and I think that we're finally starting to, to get to the point where you can do just that. Open your phone up and, and get to where you need to get. And, and people expect it. I mean, you, if you come from a, it doesn't even have to be a big city, but any sort of urban area, you're used to having that available. And if you don't have it, that's going to affect your experience in Door County. And you're just going to not be able to do maybe all the things you wanted to do in the way you wanted to do them. And we certainly don't want people to walk away with that experience. Louise Housen actually said, like, hey, this is a great me driving around as a community coordinator and advocate for Sister Bay. It's a great opportunity for people to visit Door County. And then their cab driver is somebody who knows more about that community than any anyone else you could ask for. So it's a great marketing tool in a way for her to just be driving. Right. And going back to what you said about people expecting it, uh, back when I lived in Minneapolis, I would take public transit. So I would just go straight to the light rail and take that wherever I needed to go. Uh, but I was in Milwaukee with my wife a couple months ago and we were walking to as many places as we could. But what I thought was so cool is that I could open up my Google Maps and click on a restaurant or a museum or something that we were going to go to. And the very first option would be do you want to call an Uber? Do you want to get a Lyft? And you could do it all within the Google app. Hmm. You could schedule your ride. They'd come. You could actually see the car driving up to you on your map so you'd know exactly who it was, what vehicle that they were driving, where they're coming on the map. Uh, The drivers could communicate you right through Google Maps, right through the app um, to set things up and know where you're going. And then you pay and add your tip right through your saved information on the Google Play Store. So it's very easy. Um, It's really quick. And it's it's a lot better than calling a taxi or trying to hail a taxi or setting something up in advance. It's, you know, you said people expect it, but it's also something that is really, really convenient. Yeah. And it's easy to split fares with your buddies. It eliminates that that weird moment when you have to tip and you're going, how much do I tip a cab? How, how, what should I give this guy? Um, you can just set it to your 15% and it just calculates that all for you and you don't have some awkward moment with your driver. Yeah, I, I, would, I would love to see it 
really get some legs up here. Mm -hmm. And these ride-sharing platforms, you're, these cars are generally nicer than a taxi. Um, I took many a taxi during my trips to New York, and it, it, that interaction with the driver, like you said, can be interesting because sometimes they have to run your card in the front. Uh, sometimes there's a card reader in the back, and you can just take care of stuff. But with a ride-sharing service like Lyft or Uber, it's all done digitally through your phone, so you don't have to run. There's no exchanging of cash or anything like that. It just gets paid automatically based on your fare and all that kind of stuff. So it takes all of that extra stuff out of it. Just make sure that you get to where you're going to go as quickly and easy as you possibly can. Yep. Another event that we wanted to kind of update everybody on is last week was the Steel Bridge Song Festival. I got a chance to go down there and check out some of the acts. I don't know if you were able to make it out, but I know that you're really familiar with the history of the Steel Bridge Song Fest. Is that right? Yeah, it's a, it's one of those uh Events. I really admire the folks who who've put that together. Going back to Pat McDonald and Christy Weber, putting this together 14 years ago, um, it really has always been about the songwriters and not so much. You know, most of the festivals that uh, are created in Door County, um, some of the older ones like a Fall Fest, were created for locals as a local celebration, and they because of that authenticity, they, they grew and became something bigger because people were just doing them to have fun. And sometimes we create festivals solely to get tourism. And that usually doesn't work as well. You kind of, they kind of become watered down in that sense. So you need like a, a focusing event and something that you're really trying to be great at. And then in this case, they weren't trying to get visitors. They weren't trying to make it a, a money-making endeavor. They really just wanted to be about the songs. And uh, that that just took people a while to understand. <laughs> like up here, people just didn't get that. Well, well, how are you going to bring more people? How many rooms are you going to fill? And I would talk to Pat McDonald and he'd say, I don't really care about that. I just want songwriters to come up here, write songs, play music together, and have a good time and, and be creative. Originally, wasn't there an element to the festival about uh, promoting awareness of the steel bridge. Sure. Yeah. So, and that was, that was a big part of the original aspect too. The steel bridge was, there was a long battle over the, the old Michigan street bridge in Sturgeon Bay, the DOT, the state department of transportation wanted to tear it down and build a new bridge. Um, Christy Weber and her brother, but Christy Weber was really the, the lead person in fighting to save that bridge for its historic significance. Um, there was an old garden, Sturgeon Bay that, that really didn't agree with her. So it was a brutal battle, uh, a lot of mudslinging for years. But eventually, uh, Christy was persuasive enough to get people to save that bridge and get the DOT to agree that the not only did it have historical significance, but it would help the city to have three bridges. Um, so what they did is they built a new one, and then after the new one was built, they went back and rehabbed the steel bridge. And by the time the uh, song fest came around, the, the bridge had already been saved, and it was kind of launched as a celebration of the steel bridge, but also as a fundraiser, just in case there was still some doubt over whether the, the state would actually come through with the funds. So they were hoping to raise some money to at least have some a, a little bankroll to help supplement the repairs to steel, the, the old steel bridge. Um, it ended up not needing to be necessary that way, but it did provide, not only did they save a historic structure, but they saved a historic structure that created this whole other festival and element that has become a kind of a sig signature event for Sturgeon Bay and creates a much different scene, which I'm sure you saw down there when you were down there doing some filming for Peninsula Filmworks. Yeah, last week I went to get some footage and it 
it took me by surprise just how different the ambiance is in Sturgeon Bay. It doesn't feel like the Sturgeon Bay you know every day, right? Right. I mean, you can go down there any other weekend and see the same kind of clientele walking and shopping and and that kind of stuff. But during Steelbridge, it's a lot of uh, younger, very hip, very alternative people uh, standing outside of shops and chatting about music and about art. And it's this very hip environment. It feels a little like a little pre-gentrification wicker park Brooklyn-y kind of feel. Sure, yeah. No, it was really cool. Lots of tattoos, lots of beards, lots of uh, hair color. Um, it was cool to see this, like, kind of urban ambiance in Sturgeon Bay. And and that followed into... Spilling the out of the Red Room, by the way. Right. <laughs> like the Greystone and some of these old dives. Exactly. And that that's that followed into the, the different venues. I mean, I went to the Makerspace and they have a really great uh, outdoor uh, stage right behind the, mm-hmm. the building where they put a big tent up and you can sit seat maybe 30 people back there. So it's really intimate. Uh, and I saw the local group Small Forest there. And that was mm-hmm. my first introduction. I was like, okay, so I'm pretty door county. But then I went to the Sturgeon Bay Fire Company, and I think it was Jerry X was playing with a couple other women and just this completely different mood. Everything was in this dark red light. You had a bunch of people, like, standing room only in there playing electric guitars and synth, and it, it was it was totally different. Jerry X is one of my favorite performers that I've heard from Steelbridge. Mm-hmm. I actually, when she came up seven or eight years ago, I think I interviewed her, and after interviewing her, I was checking out some of the music. I actually bought one of her albums because this is, this is really good. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I was checking out some of this stuff because Steelbridge also did the Songs of Pat McDonald concert at Door Community mm-hmm. Auditorium last year. Uh, Jerry X was one of the performers there, um, and I liked what she did so much that I also went out and I checked out a bunch of her music on Spotify and, and stuff like that. Um, but then I went, like you said, I went over to the Red Room and the same kind of thing. You had uh, typical Sturgeon Bay clientele in the bar, but then you had this like crazy metal music that was going on. Um, it was it was really cool and really unique, I think. And, you know, I look at Steelbridge and I appreciate all those things you just mentioned. And then I also look at it on another layer of that, those ripple effects of where that all came from is somebody fighting to try and save a historic structure. And that saving that historic structure led to the creation of a festival and the creation of that festival led to the creation of all these albums that have spread around the country and, and the bringing of hundreds of musicians and really creative people into door County to celebrate that then led to those people behind the festival, buying the holiday motel, which was a falling apart, decrepit hotel that got refurbished into one of the coolest niche music motels in the country that has gotten a ton of publicity for Door County in its own right and has become an attraction of its own. And then it also brought in and brought the publicity of bringing in Jackson Brown, who's actually an investor in the Holiday Motel, um, one of the most renowned singer-songwriters of the last 50 years. And so you, you look at all those, and on top of that, of all those songwriters who that festival has brought into Door County, a ton of them have then moved here and struck up lives here. So young people, the people that we are, if not losing, we just don't have as many of anymore. So you're bringing a lot of people aged 20 to 35 into the county who then get a foothold and and decide, hey, I love this place. I'm going to make a life here. I'm drawn by the creative vibe here. There's That's a lot of impact. It all started with somebody who, lover or hater, and there are people on both sides with Christy Weber, but 
it really goes back to Christy Weber wanting to save that bridge. Well, and we should mention too, Christy Weber uh, also saved the granary this last year. So it, there's a history of protecting Sturgeon Bay's historical monuments. Mm-hmm. And I think that we should also say, too, um, Door County is a music destination. I mean, we have live music pretty much every night of the summer. But to see the lineup and to see the concert schedule for Steelbridge is something completely different because I think that they had maybe 10 venues in Sturgeon Bay. Each one probably had 20 to 30 different performers within like a four or five hour block. Yeah. So you could go pretty much anywhere in Sturgeon Bay and listen to music all night long. I mean, they had stuff starting at five all the way to bar close. Of all different, all different vibes. Right. And there, there's this core group that come together every year, different people um, who make these albums, these Steel Bridge albums, and they kind of like live together and write together and they put on this concert at DCA at the end of the year. And it's this really cool like uh, community that they form up every year to, to just create music for the whole summer. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it's a, it's a great event. And like I said, the, the economic ripples that it sends throughout the community, the creative ripples are probably even more um, more important and, and more strongly felt. Um, and that, that it's still going after 14 years. I don't think a lot of people thought it would still be going after that first year. So we have two other events coming up this weekend that we want to highlight, one of which is Uncorked, and we'll be talking with Aaliyah Kid shortly about Sponsored that. by the Peninsula Pulse. Sure. We'll be talking with Aaliyah Kid after uh, the break here for that. And then me and you are going to get back together, and we're going to talk about the Open Door Pride Festival coming up this weekend as our feature this week. Yeah, excellent. Cool. So let's move on to our interview with Aaliyah about Uncork, and then I will see you shortly after that. Welcome back, everybody. I am here with Aaliyah Kidd, the multimedia editor for the Peninsula Pulse. How are you, Aaliyah? Doing great. Good. Uh, why don't you tell us a little bit about yourself? I know that we talked to you a couple weeks ago for the summer music preview, uh, but now that we're kind of one-on-one, let's, uh, let's, let's dig a little deeper. Yeah. Well, I am actually new to being a local up here. I moved up here in May to work here full-time as a multimedia editor. Um, but I'm definitely familiar with the peninsula. I've been coming up here since I was a baby and just absolutely love it. So obviously made the move. So now you're, now you're here full time Mm -hmm. and I've heard that you are kind of our resident foodie. Is that right? Yes. I definitely love good food and exploring those different flavors and varieties that Wisconsin has to offer, but also obviously Door County has a very rich artisanal food scene. And what a great place to check out all these different restaurants and stuff like that. Uh, Mm -hmm. Can you share some of your favorite places that you like to go to? Oh, yeah. So I am a little biased towards um, going up to Wickman and uh, that area because that's where my family's cabin is from. So I spend a lot of time in Ellison Bay area. And of course, that's a beautiful location. Um, But I've been going down more to a Harbor and Sturgeon Bay, trying to expand some of that knowledge base. But Alexander's is one of my favorites. Um, I've really heard good things about the English Inn. I've yet to go there. That's on my list. English Inn's really good. That's where my wedding reception was. Oh, lovely. Mm-hmm. They have a really good prime rib. Yeah. Sounds good. I'll have to check that out. Uh, but yeah, and then the farmer's markets up here are just amazing too. So I love exploring those and cooking at home with those local ingredient ingredients. And that's huge up here. Buy local, uh, farm to table, eat local, that all foraging. Mm-hmm. There's, there's a ton of like restaurants up here specifically who are gathering all of their ingredients from within the peninsula and making amazing dishes out of it. Right, right. Um, Trixie's has those small plates that are very local. 
that was really amazing last time I was there. So speaking of all these great artisanal uh, chefs up here and this great uh, eating experience, Uncorked is coming up this weekend. It's a summer food and wine and music festival that takes place on the grounds of Wickman House. Mm -hmm. Uh, You've been there in the years past. Can you Mm -hmm. tell us a little bit about it? Um, Uncorked, it's just a really fun celebration of summer being here and kind of kicking off the season. Um, You'll find a lot of the really popular food vendors here. So... It's a lot of small plates and they're the elevated food experience. So it's not so much your brat and burger type place. Right. It's not fair food. No, but it's very delicious. I've seen, um, you know, some of the lobster rolls and uh, small plates like the McAvoy's paella. He brings that typically. Um, So lots of delicious food and drink as well, of course. Can't skip that. Um, And then there's also music. So it's a very festive, fun event on the grounds of Wickman, which is beautiful. And typically you just kind of get to meander around and socialize and eat and drink. That paella is actually kind of famous. I remember the first time I saw it was in some footage review that Filmworks had gotten from Uncorked last year. Mm -hmm. Uh, And then the Pulse had a big uh, community party and the paella was there and I got to try it for the first time. So looking forward to digging back in this weekend. Yeah. So not just... uh, food, but there's also going to be wine and music and all sorts of other stuff there, right? Mm -hmm. Yeah, it's definitely, it's called the Food, Wine, and Music Festival. So I can't speak exactly to which wine wineries will be represented, but obviously that's a big part of it too. The vendor list, the food, the wine, the music, all of that is going to be on the Uncorked website. Mm -hmm. Keep an eye out for that. Um, As of right now, they haven't posted their Uh, full itinerary, but that should be up sometime before the weekend. So you can check that out before you head over and get a, get an idea of all of the different things that are going to be there. But, um, even just in last, in the last couple of years, Wickman house, Trixie's, they will both be there. You can get kind of an idea for some of the great vendors that have shown up in years past by checking out some of the stuff on doorcountypulse.com, uh, and on the Uncork summer website as well. Mm Mm-hmm. Uncorked is going to be on Saturday this week, and this is going to be at the Wickman House up by the Mick River Basin. Um, are you going to make it out there this weekend? Unfortunately, I'll be out of town, so gotcha. kind of bummed. I, I'm going to do my best to make it up there. Uh, looking forward to trying out all of the, the great small plates that are there. Hopefully the weather will be good. I know that we had some weekend events this past weekend that got rained out. Hopefully that doesn't happen again. Mm-hmm. Um, thank you so much, Aaliyah, for chatting with me about this weekend and about uh, Wisconsin food. Of course. I'm back with Miles Danhausen. Uh, we are going to talk this week for a feature about the Open Door Pride Festival. So Miles, you're doing an article for this week's issue about uh, the LGBTQ plus community in Door County. Can you tell us a little bit about that and then also a little bit about the Pride Festival? Yeah. Um, so I've, I've met with a, a number of folks um, really to talk about what has changed in Door County um, for gay individuals today versus you know, 10 years ago, 20 years ago, 40 years ago, and uh, got a lot of really interesting um, feedback and stories from people of of many different ages on what it's like both to grow up gay in Door County and to move here and to come out, really, was uh, kind of the main question I was getting at is, what was it like coming out in Door County? How were people receiving both family and the community? How, how did that go for individuals. And I think it's important to mention, too, that from an outside perspective, I would say that Door County definitely markets itself as an LGBTQIA plus 
open community. Um, certainly the Visitor Bureau has made great strides to promote that to the greater community. Um, but, but I wonder how that's different from what you see in the summer when you're coming to Door County against, you know, what it's like to grow up here and live here. Well, growing up in Egg Harbor, it was, it was definitely a different vibe here um, locally when I was growing up. Um, I don't think people were as open or as accepting. And I think, and, and that's kind of the feedback I got from some of these folks too. One couple I talked to, uh, Sean Grorich and, uh, Josh Pewitz, they originally started vacationing here about 20 years ago. And what they told me was they would come up here and if you were walking around the streets, you just wouldn't be as open about your affection. You wouldn't hold hands. You wouldn't kiss in public. You maybe wouldn't walk too close together. And you think about that for, for myself and my wife, like that's a big part of experiencing a place is being intimate with each other and sharing in those moments. And to think about not being able to do that, that's just, it's just, um, it's kind of heartbreaking. Mm-hmm. Well, especially in a place like Door County, that is a romantic destination. I mean, tons and tons of couples come up here every year to, to do these more intimate things, to hike together, to have dinners together at some of these, you know, more intimate restaurants. And like you said, to, to have to hold back from that is, is really upsetting. Yeah. And so to hear them say now that over time that changed and they actually moved to Door County in May of 2017. And they say that they are proudly out and open and they don't hide it. They have a a little girl who goes to school at Southern Door School. They don't feel like they have to hide it at in in school functions. They they don't feel that they need to to not be who they are. And that's a big change. I talked to Sandy Brown, who started the P Flag group in Door County in nineteen ninety seven. And she said at that time it was unimaginable to do a pride fest of any sort, any big event. She in fact she said it was hard to get her events listed in the newspaper. It was, um, she put up a couple of flyers around and posters around and people would get in touch with her through those posters. People who said they didn't feel like they had a community or anybody to talk to. And you think of like just how, just how hard that would be. Um, and so to be here now where they're about to have their second annual open door pride fest and they're having meetings and celebrations and the community respects it. And, and celebrates it with them. To me, it's gratifying to see my community come around. Um, it certainly wasn't always that way. You know, I talked to just today, I talked to another young man who, who came out last fall and was concerned that his conservative family wouldn't be very accepting. He's only 24 and went to Sturgeon Bay High School. His name is uh, Brady Neiman. And he said that he grew up and he was depressed. He knew he was gay. He got beaten up. He got chased down the halls, um, got ridiculed for his skinny jeans or his long hair. But then when he came out, he, he said it was like the, the weight of the world. I think the phrase he used is like, it was like this ghost that was over my shoulder was gone. And he said his, his family was accepting. And once he got that off his chest, he was happier. And he said that his friends and family seemed to react to his happiness by being happy for him. And so it's not perfect, but he said it's, it was a lot easier than he thought it would be. And he said groups like the Open Door Community and Sean and Josh in particular, are provided like a role model for him. He said, they're inspiring to me to see that I can still have these things. I can still have a family. I can still be open. I can still have a life that I always dreamed of. And this is coming from a kid who said, I grew up thinking like being gay was about the worst thing you could be. 
So those things, it's like open door pride fest really does make an impact. And having that community for people to turn to really does make an impact. Well, and it's one of those things too, where door County is a small community and there are factors that factors at play that you would think would skew our perspective one way or the other. But Door County is also very unique in different things. So the year-round population here, there are a lot of people in the agriculture industry, farmers, lots of small business owners. Those people tend to skew more conservative. But then you also have a ton of artists up here and musicians and lots of tourists who come up with, you know, disposable income. And, and that that group tends to skew more liberal. So we kind of have this while Door County isn't necessarily super diverse, there is a, a kind of a melting pot of ideas. Um, so it's interesting to hear you say that, you know, some of the people up here who were so afraid to come out finally do, and it's easier than they thought it was going to be. I wonder if that has anything to do with the makeup of the community and how, how while it is a small town, it is very different up here. Yeah, it's a, that's a really good question. I mean, a lot of small towns, and, and this is something that some of the folks told me was, and some of them grew up in small towns and they said, yeah, I always felt like I had to leave to be who I wanted to be and to be who I am. Not even, not even who I wanted to be, just who I am. They felt they had to leave that small town and, and go to an urban area where they could blend in. And they said that now they can come back to a small town again. Um, and part of their goal is to like make people in a small town like this feel like they don't have to leave if they don't want to. And that's a, it's a big hurdle to get over. And I, don't, I wonder what that is. You know, I'm not gay. I don't, I don't have to go through those things. But I, I do wonder what that really is like for them and what kind of community they, they find here and how they feel accepted. And that was really like my whole purpose in, in going and talking to these folks. Because I'm just curious, like, do you feel welcome here? And it, it was really gratifying to find out that they, that they do. The Open Door Pride Festival, um, this is its second year, correct? Yes. And yeah. and already very different from the way it was last year. Um, there's been a whole week of events this year. Can you talk a little bit about some of the stuff that they've done and how it's all going to kind of culminate on Saturday? Uh, yeah. So last year they just did one day at Martin Park down in Sturgeon Bay and it's just a one day celebration. And this year they've added some uh, musical performances throughout the week. They did a movie showing on Tuesday night down in Sturgeon Bay. They've got a writer's night included in the event now. Um, in, in fact, they're sharing some stuff written by some Sturgeon Bay High School students that's, that's very moving and powerful, and that goes on on Thursday night. They're doing some, some photo shoot things down in Martin Park, and then it will, on, on Saturday in Martin Park, they'll have a couple of different music performances, a couple of presentations, uh, um, some arts and crafts t- t- stuff. And one thing they emphasize is that it's, it's not just for the gay community. It is for the community as a whole to come in and, and be inclusive and, and celebrate diversity instead of shunning it. And it's not just about coming out. It's about like recognizing that the community is there with you. And that's what, that's what they're trying to get across. Cool. Well, I'm looking forward to reading this article when it comes out. Uh, and certainly going to try to make it down this weekend for the, the festival. Um, really cool stuff and really important, too. Uh, I think that that just about does it for us this week, Miles. Thank you so much for chatting with me. Thank you, Andrew. It was great as always. All right. I'll see you later. These stories and more will be available in this week's issue of the Peninsula Pulse, available throughout Door County. For more headlines, visit doorcountypulse.com. 
Don't forget to subscribe to the Door County Pulse podcast for your weekly Pulse picks, interviews, and exclusive content from the Peninsula Pulse. Thank you for listening. We'll see you next week.